We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the KCSN Draft Show. He's my favorite player in the draft. This dude right here, he's going to be one of those guys that I stand on the table If for. I could, I would trade up for this guy. This guy has a beat on an early My Guy stamp. A very merry draftmas to all of you. This is the KCSN Draft Show. Thank you for spending some time with us today. It's very exciting. Draft season's full uh, upon us. The KCSN Draft Guide has released. You can go to gumgum.co slash KCSN22. You can pre-order the KCSN Draft Guide. You get the guide, and you also get six months of KCSN Substack subscription when you purchase it. So we're hard at work on that, and two guys that are hard at work on that are with me right now. First, find them on Twitter at MattyKCSN underscore KCSN. Rocking a bro tank right now. You guys can't see that. What's up, Maddie? But it, it's hot out here. So uh, yeah, tank tops on. There was a lot of sunshine this weekend, a lot of yard work. So uh, we got the tank top on. And this way, I bring myself closer to these uh, guys competing at the combine. If I just wear a tank top, that way I get to you know run out of my yard just like them and like be one of the worst athletes that have ever existed at the combine. But we don't we don't need to talk about me. Uh, we got we got a special guest that is here with us today. So uh, Jake is back finally you guys have been asking for him you guys have been claiming he's been banging down the, the uh, podcast walls jake how you doing buddy i'm sure they have i'm good <laughs> man uh i think the last time it's just i was just thinking this the last time i was on this podcast we were talking about the aaron Rodgers drama is he gonna be back is he gonna be gone and here we are today march 4th <laughs> 2021 and we're still talking about it <laughs> It's still a topic of conversation. I think I saw someone tweet, Aaron Rodgers is not a human. He is an alien that just consumes news cycles. And I think that's right. So, he's trying to he's trying to sneak his way up in there today. Like he's just yeah. he can't he can't escape it. I think just this make up is your just, mind. This man just make up your mind. This man is just I, out here. I think it dude, what's funny too is like it's at a point where like you guys, I, I hope Patrick never turns into this guy, right? And I doubt he will. But where it's, I look back, it's like looking back in time. Like Chiefs fans, like lo- like loving and adoring this young quarterback, 
And like, imagine yourself getting to a point where you're just like, I don't care. Like, leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, come back or don't. Like, we gotta, I, like, I'm sick of it. We got. We at least got like another decade before we even have to potentially get to this point. That's uh, at Jacob Morley on Twitter. Find yeah. him at Jacob Morley on Twitter. He's let's talk about the draft. Of, let's talk about the draft. KCSN draft guide. Jake is obviously still working on that uh, with us. Uh, so yeah, the, you know, this, there's a there's a mile marker here, and uh, as we're you know we're we're watching the uh, the running backs finish up here uh, for the basically the entire offensive side of the football in the combine. So. Uh, we've got some offensive combine takes and uh, you know, we'll just kind of run through some of those and, and kind of look at some of the guys that have stood out, some helped themselves, some hurt themselves. Uh, Kyron Williams. Uh, let's just go ahead and start with uh, start, like, there. start there. You coward. Oh man. Kyron Williams, man. Like this one's a bummer. Who is he? The Where does he play? The, the ru- I got it. I got it. Matthew. This is like year five of doing this. I have learned. You to- yell at me again. I'm exiting out of this studio right now. That's fine. Jake's here. We can take we can take care of it. Uh, Kyron Williams, the running back out of Notre Dame. Boy, he is really hurting himself so far. And look, I athletic testing is not everything. Like I think we've all said that. Like it's part of it's part of the process. But there's certain thresholds that you need to meet. And Kyron Williams is really struggling to meet any of those thresholds. He reminds me of um, Elijah Holyfield. He is testing like Elijah Holyfield from Georgia from a few years ago. The tape was pretty good. Then you watch him test, and it's it's grotesque. I mean, Kyron Williams ran. He ran a four seven. His best his best forty time was second only to Letty Brown. Second to last only Letty Brown. Kyron Williams running a four point seven, and his jumps weren't better either, Maddie. Well, so here's the thing: you got to put, you got to let this be known. Like he is outperforming Elijah Holyfield by like. 2% in everything <laughs> that he's doing, okay? At a much smaller size. So I think that we got to we gotta put that there. Th- this is about about as it gets. Um, Elijah Holyfield, they just, you know, I don't want to keep going back to that name a ton, but he was considered kind of some people really liked him as a running back. He was this guy that was maybe getting some day two consideration because of a lot of the stuff that he did, but then he came out and had this awful combine and he ends up going undrafted. He can't find himself onto a team. Kyron Williams, similarly, he does a lot of things that you love. He's a good receiver. He runs good routes. He's great, great in pass protection. But a guy that has no explosive traits, that doesn't show long speed, especially if you don't have good change of direction as well, it's really hard to fit him onto the football field. I would hold out hope and say, hey, I think he can play. So if you could snag him at the end of the draft, I would certainly still take that swing. But, man, it's harder to tank your draft stock faster than Kyron Williams did. Right, it's so- tough too with these guys. I was just I was just gonna answer like if you don't have a dominant trait, like I was just talking to somebody about this today. Like it's easy to fall in love with some of these college players that are like, oh man, he's so solid. He's solid at everything he does. And like that's great for the college game, but like you need something to hang your hat on in the NFL. And if your best trait as a running back is like, yeah, hey, you uh you pick up blitz as well, like that's probably not a great you know, that, that's yeah. not like something to hang your hat on. But like another guy that I think we do need to be reminded of as well is Devin Singletary also was had a terrible combine and has been able and it's, you know, five, seven, 200 pound type guy that's been able to have an NFL career. So it's tough, man. It is. But yeah, it's when you go out and perform like that and you kind of show NFL teams like, hey, I don't really have any dominant athletic traits. Draft me like it's it, that's a tough sell. 
Yeah, and we can look at this here real quick because uh, and we like to use relative athletic score as something to help us kind of get a gauge on the athletic testing of some players. Um, Elijah Holyfield was a 2.55 relative athletic score, which basically just kind of takes historical data and, you know, weight adjusted um, historical data on, you know, athletic testing performance. Yeah, Elijah Holyfield, 2.55 out of 10. Uh, Devin Singletary, 1.72 out of 10. These are horrendous athletic testing performances. I mean, uh, Devin Singletary ran a 4.66. Um, really, you know, really poor three cone drill, 7.32 short shuttle. Um, uh, uh, currently, Kyron Williams, 0.87 <laughs> relative athletic score. Uh, and, you know, he had he had some struggles with his jumps. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens and, and we'll see where he, we'll see here where he winds up to, you know, like there's, there's still time. Like, let's just, let's just, you know, the, he's, he's got, he's got to finish out the combine. We're, we're not getting to finish out uh, this while we're talking. So hopefully that goes up a little bit by the time this show posts. All right, Maddie, I want to get, I want to hear a winner from you. Who was one of the winners uh, of the, uh, of the offensive side of the combine so far? All right, so we're going to start with a guy that uh, Jake and I have been big on for a little while, and I think we pulled Kent aboard the uh, Skymore hype train. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Sign me up. It, it took a little hit late last night this morning when people saw the agilities, but then when you start scrolling through and see everybody had poor agility testing, like that no longer mattered. But like for Skymore, it started when you got to the uh, the weigh-ins, and he comes out, and not only is, you know, he's, only, he's 5'10", but not only is he thick, he has one of the highest BMIs of any receiver in this class because he came in at 195 pounds at 5'10". He has massive hands, ten, over 10-inch hands for this smaller wide receiver. And then you start getting out into the testing, and now all of a sudden you have this guy coming out running a 4-4-1, and he's posting explosive jumps, especially in the broad jump. And all of a sudden you just have this really good athlete that's coming out here. Like I said, he ran a 4-4-1. He has a vertical jump of 34 and a half inches over a 10-foot broad jump. The agilities weren't good. I imagine those get better at his pro day. But to me, the most impressive part, and I didn't see this till this morning, when they, his on-field drills were phenomenal. You're going to be hard-pressed to find a guy that looked more fluid through the gauntlet drill, through all the different routes they were running. And I understand that it's on air, but you could even see in this situation how kind of his athleticism translated to the football field in this uh, this area. So, like, Skyboard, does he get out of round two, Jacob? No, I don't think so. I think he's I think he's a top 50 draft pick. But I think, you know, some people some people aren't as high as him, on him as we are. Um, they're not as sky high on Sky Moore as we are. But <laughs> hey. you know, I think you you watch him though too. And like I think all the things that you wanted to see through his testing kind of showed up. And I mean, this guy tied for the fastest 10 yard split in the 40 yard dash, which makes a ton of sense because you watch him and he he explodes off the line of scrimmage. Like his release package is is fantastic. And he's a kid that did not even play wide receiver in high school. This was a guy that played quarterback and corner in high school. He got to Western Michigan. They said, hey, how about you play some receiver? He said, okay. And he is already three years into his development and able to do stuff like this. So I think you see what's on the film kind of matching up with what's on tape. And that's exciting. And I think that's mostly what the combine is for, right? Like he did, did he jump high? Did he have a good vertical? No, but you know what he doesn't do on tape? He's not going to moss anybody. That's not who he is. <laughs> and like, thing. he's never going to be that guy. And you don't need to be that guy. I mean, I look at like Emmanuel Sanders is, I think, who I comped him to or something like that along the lines of a player like that, where it's like 
he's going to win with separation. He's probably going to be a guy that just continues to be productive in the NFL and is going to be a really, really good player. Are we saying he's going to be like a Debo Samuel or a wide receiver one leading the league in receptions and, and yards? Probably not, but he's going to be a really, really nice player for a good football team. All right. So Jake, there's another wide receiver that we probably need to talk about before. Uh, you know, cause like, you know, we don't know when we're going to get you on here next, but the a guy that just blew up the combine Christian Watson out of North Dakota state. Uh, he's from your backyard out there. You know, when you were, you know, you grew up in Nodak. Uh, tell us a little bit about this guy. Cause he absolutely exploded literally with his, uh, with his testing. I don't, we were talking about it last night, man. And it's, it's, it's kind of surreal because these are the numbers that have been kind of fed to me the last 18 to 24 months about how good of an athlete Christian Watson is. And then to see him go out there and actually do it, it's, it confirms what you thought and it confirms what, what you see on tape. Um, but it's just kind of, it's kind of surreal to watch him kind of become like a common name in the draft community now and on Twitter and people, and even on, uh, you know, seeing his name on ESPN, it's, it's just, it is wild, but I'm, I love the guy. I love the guy. He's a great kid. Um, I think teams are going to fall in love with who he is as a person as well. Um, super high character guy. But one thing I do like, I, I get a little bit nervous about is, and I, I compare it to, I remember last year, our buddy Owen Reese, his dude, that uh, I forget what his name is, the, the, the guard that went to Denver. Um, Quinn Myers. Quinn Myers. Yeah, Quinn Myers. I, there was a point in time where he's where he said, I'm almost worried that he's going to get overdrafted at this point because he still has some development that needs to take place to be a productive NFL player. And Quinn Miners had a good rookie year, but I kind of get what he's feeling right now because I think when you go watch Christian Watson's tape and you compare it to the combine, you can bear, compare it to the senior bowl, his tape is not as good as those two things. And I, and I, I say that and it hurts my heart a little bit because I, I love him so much as a prospect, but what he was doing at the senior bowl, I was almost offended. I was like, well, you could do this. <laughs> you could, you, you have, you have the looseness in your hips to be able to run those routes to kind of chase after that leverage and get guys on their heels. Like it was special, man. It really was. And so like, it's there, like it, that's, what's cool is like, it is there. And if you watch North Dakota State, like they don't, they didn't ask him to run routes. Like they said, go block, run a nine, take a jet, score three times. We'll score five times on the ground and we'll win championships. And like, we don't need to use you in the passing game to, to have 2000 yards receiving. We don't need to do that. And so like, I think some people will look at his production and say, well, why wasn't he more productive? And it's like, because they won. He, I think he probably lost three games in his college career with that type of production. So He's he's an interesting he's an interesting case study. Um, I do want people to go watch his tape, though. Don't just look at his highlights. Don't just look at his combine or his senior bowl. Like watch his tape. Get the full picture of Christian Watson. He's awesome. He's a great prospect. Um, but if you're expecting him to be like a top twenty pick and come in and can and compete and be productive immediately, I don't know if he's that guy. Christian, so want- Christian, Christian. Oh, you got something, Maddie? I was just gonna say, like, as far as like. I don't have much with the athletic testing because, like, if you if you're looking at drafting him, you're super hyped up by what you saw from since the college football season ended. I will say this though, I I was a little surprised watching him even at the Senior Bowl, and I haven't gone back and watched much of his film at North Dakota State yet. But he's not as physical as I want him to be for his size. Like there was some times in the Senior Bowl where he was kind of getting pushed around a little bit at his route stem, 
And he was more of a flex at, at the senior bowl is more of a flexible route running finesse guy than he was a power player. And that took me by surprise, just seeing his stature, seeing him, you know, drop a knee down to where it almost touches the ground while he's making a 45 degree angle cut is ridiculous for a guy his size. But then you see him go for a jump ball and it's all just kind of finesse. It's just something like that took me off guard. Not that you can't be successful that way, but I think people are going to see his body. You're going to see the jumps. You're going to see the time and you're going to think he's just this vertical deep threat guy. But like, there's some ability to run some routes. I'm not sure I would try to make a living off of posting him up to throw jump balls at him right away in the NFL either. All right, so another receiver. Uh, by the way, Christian Watson, really quick, his relative athletic score, which we just got done talking about the low end of the spectrum, his relative <laughs> athletic score for the uh, combine was a 9.98, which he, a 4 3. Is that good? It's pretty good. Add a, add Is a that 10. good? It's out of 10. Uh, 4.3640, uh, 38 and a half inch vertical, 11, four broad. Uh, that's decent. It's okay. You know who, you know who he's up there with too? Like that, the list of like eight guys that he's on there are, it's actually really funny. It's like Calvin Johnson's one of them. Andre Johnson's another Julio Jones. And then, uh, Mo Richter. Merit, Merit, Maris oh, Bo- that's not the Bobo. cheese guy. That's the that's the German. Merritt's Bowie. Merritt's Bowie. Who's the, the big player. white receiver I'm thinking of that played for the Chiefs? Borichter. That's, Mark that's a Bo-Richter? guy, right? I don't think it was Mark Borichter. Oh, that's not him. Dang. I don't think so. I, I think you're thinking of. Bo- okay, that, thinking of that, that, that joke completely falls on deaf ears, and because I thought that would be that was like the sixth guy. I was like, you guys know who that is, the old chief. But no, no, nope. you really, you really, one. you really screwed that one up. Really, yeah, badly. I really screwed that one up. You really Kyron Williams that one, buddy. Yeah, you oh. really kind of, <laughs> I 480 that one. Or I uh Jalen Ferguson. Yeah, you did that, that too. Welcome back to that one. Uh one guy, real quick, the, the fastest 40 time on the offensive side of the football was Tyquan Thornton, the wide receiver out of Baylor. And when we talked to Eric Galco, you know, he, he talked about you know his deep ball ability, his long speed. Um, and then it, it, it absolutely pops on tape. It is it is, you know, he's a deep ball machine. He's running away from guys if he's getting a stride out there. But I thought he did a really good job, you know, getting up and catching the football, winning at the catch point at the East-West Shrine Bowl. He did a lot of really good things, but watching him run that 40 time today was ridiculous. Uh, yesterday was ridiculous. Uh, really fun to watch. I will say we we were lucky enough to, to have a conversation with Tyquan Thornton. Uh, so here is uh, a little interview with the Baylor wide receiver that literally just had the fastest 40 time on the offensive side of the football at this year's combine. We are here with Baylor wide receiver Tyquan Thornton. Tyquan, my man, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, it's, I, I really enjoyed watching you at the East-West Shrine Bowl, um, getting a lot to kind of watch you live and watching your tape too. Your downfield ability um, is it's been it's really good. I think it's some of the best in the class. What do you attribute your ability to win down the field to? Um, just playing fast. You know, I like to um, switch up my releases. You know, stepping on the DB's toes, knowing I can make the over the shoulder catch and stretching the field. You know, that's a big aspect of my game. You know, so um, I just try to lean onto that. Yeah. Okay. So um, you you went to Baylor. What what made you choose Baylor ultimately? Um, I say the culture. You know, it's like winning energy there. You know. Um, Great, great coaches there. You know, um, the the vibes are great there. You know, um, they they preach person over player. You know, um, character. You know, so everybody walking around the facility are great persons before players. You know, so um, 
just having all them great dudes around now, I just wanted to be a part of it. What was it like playing for Dave Aranda, having that success uh, at you know at Baylor? You guys turned that thing around real quick, and uh, what do you kind of attribute that to? Um, I feel like Dave Aranda taught a lot of guys how to be a pro. You know, um, just going about the business the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted to win, but winning the right way too. So that means like all the off the field stuff had to be in the right you know place. So um, as far as class, you know, not not being late to means anything. So. We all grew tremendously off the field, so that just, you know, made the football stuff a whole lot easier. Okay, so who's the uh, who's the toughest guy that you lined up against? You played against a lot of good football teams and a lot of good secondaries. Who's the toughest matchup that you had to go up against? Um, just throughout my whole career? Yeah. I had to go with Jeff Gladney. You know, I played against him my sophomore year at TCU. You know, that was a big game. What, three overtimes, you know, so um, Denzel Mims was our guy, but I played behind him, so I got a a good number of reps, but just, um, you know, trying to work against um, Jeff Gladney, he was a great DB, you know, very physical, um, handsy, can run too as well and play the ball throughout the air. But just, I feel like that game right there, I grew, I grew that game, you know, just getting the reps against him, against him. You know, I won some, I lost some, but like it was very competitive. So what are some of the things that you're trying to show uh, NFL teams? This is a big process for you. What are some of the things that you're really wanting to make sure NFL teams know about Tyquan Thornton, the football player? Um, that I'm a complete receiver, you know. Um, I, we all know I have speed and I can, you know, take the top off, but as well, I can run routes, you know, I can win my one-on-ones matchups. You can use me in a slot, you know, contested catches, you know, that's something that I'm still getting better at, but um, I'm trying to build myself to be a complete receiver. What is the feedback from NFL teams that you've got to this point? What are they saying about what they want to see from you through this process? Um, just the things that I just said, you know, contested catches, you know, um, seeing myself continue to grow, you know, um, I feel like I've been doing that. So I'm just going to keep taking that step every day. All right. So let's say that uh, let's say that draft weekend comes and you get a call from an 816 number. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. What would it be like? to be selected by the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, it would be so amazing, man. It would be amazing just playing with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hills and all them guys. Travis Kelsey, you know, man, that offense, offense is so dynamic. You know, a lot of speed, a lot of guys that have different abilities, you know, and I feel like my my skill set would just fit right into that offense, you know, and my, my son is a very big fan of Patrick Mahomes. He'll be proud too, smiling and crying. So uh, I want to talk about your son real quick. Uh, what would it be like? What's the what's the emotions you're gonna feel on draft weekend? You know, having your family there, and, and and what's it gonna be like to be there with your son? Man, it's gonna be amazing, man, because he was there when it all started. You know, mm -hmm. he's he's my wife. You know, him and my mother. Well, I got two little boys too. Not to mention, I got two little boys. So both of them are my wife. You know, um, just having them with me during that process, man. The reason I keep going, you know, even through adverse times, you know, just looking at them, you know, seeing everything that I do is just paving the way for them, you know. So um, they're my motivation, you know, I can just keep working for them, you know, and I love them to death. All right, Baylor wide receiver Tyquan Thornton, thank you so much. Thank you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Really cool to talk to Tyquan Thornton uh, out of Baylor. It, I mean, Matt, like we've talked about him a lot on this draft show already. Kind of previewing the Shrine Bowl. He was a guy that stood out. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he like helped himself all that much, but maybe a little bit. I mean, I, I think we kind of had a pretty good idea what he was. I don't know if we all thought he was that fast. But I think he more or less kind of just confirmed that he's a guy that's going to be able to win down the field. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. Like through every step of the process, he's kind of been somebody's choice to be a riser, you know, throughout whatever the next steps be, whether it's the shrine, whether it's coming to the combine. But you go out there and you run a I mean you run a four two eight at six foot two, no matter what, that's gonna catch some people's eyes. And then you add in the jumps and you go back and you watch some of the tape, and you can see a guy here that has clearly got NFL vertical threat ability. Like he can clearly get vertical at the NFL level. He's got enough length that he doesn't have to be wide open and just run under the football. He can go make plays on it. It's like he might very well just have a niche role in the NFL, but he's proven very well that he could probably do that. He's probably going to be able to accomplish being a deep threat at this next level. And with him, what I what I found really interesting about him is going into his film study, you see that he's only like 180. He's a skinny, really, really wiry guy. Yeah. But he actually his release package is actually more advanced than what I would have expected from a guy that one is that skinny and B play at Baylor because you see like he, he's got the quick feet and I think he pairs his hands with them really well. So even if he is like a niche guy, I think he can get on the field relatively early to to get on the outside and actually get off the line of scrimmage as well, which is what's tough for a lot of these a lot of these guys. All right, I need to hear another standout uh, on offense from you, Maddie. What do you got? Abraham Lucas, offensive tackle from Washington State. And this is a guy I've been kind of high on. I, I saw him play um, at the Senior Bowl, and I was like, huh, he looks really good. I wonder how come no one's talking about him, and there still wasn't much about him. So I went back and kept watching the Senior Bowl, thought he was great, went back and watched his film at Washington State, thought he was really good. Lo and behold, he comes to the NFL Combine, and for an offensive tackle, he's kind of checking off all the boxes you want that have high correlations. So when it comes to, to the 40 time, he came out there and ran under five seconds. He ran a 4.92 in the 40, which is pretty fast for a guy checking it over 300 pounds. He had the fastest short shuttle out of any offensive lineman in the Combine at 4.4. The big correlation with offensive linemen you run under a 4.47 short shuttle and just the odds of you becoming at least an average NFL offensive lineman are incredibly high. So he checks that off by hitting 4.4 and even over to the three cone tied for the best time with a 3.25. So you might be thinking, yeah, he's an air raid offensive tackle coming out of Washington state. So that makes sense. 
What I was most impressed with for him was his anchor. It was his power when you watch him at the Senior Bowl. He was really able to dig guys out when they tried to bull rush him. You could see him in laterally, get low, and pull guys up out of these bull rushes. And that Except for up. Kyron Johnson. He did get he did get knocked off balance by that guy. Yeah, he got a couple guys off balance. I think it's that weird jump start that he has that just throws off everyone's timing. But no, he just the power. The power is what got me. His ability to anchor and then you put him out there and you show these kind of agilities. Like nobody's still talking about him. I still like he's still flying under the radar. But here's a guy that if you get to the draft and you see his name pop off, that you'll pick. I don't know 58 just out of nowhere. I think it's going to catch people off guard. But like you're going to go back and look at these metrics. The athleticism, the athletic metrics, history is telling you he's going to be good, and I think there's enough tape to back it up. So Abraham Lucas is an offensive tackle that I really do have my eye on. The Chiefs are – they might be in the market for a right tackle. Here's a guy that's played four years of right tackle at Washington State. They go ahead and draft him on day two Woo! at some point in time. I think I think you should be stoked. Woo! I like the idea of that. Just, I mean, you know, like it's going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs are able to do in, in free agency. But like if they set themselves up to maybe take one of these tackles in day two, like I'm not going to hate the idea of just continuing to make a strength a strength, especially when it's the guys protecting. They've done such a good job revitalizing that offensive line and building a really you know strong foundation. And obviously, you know, like people are going to talk about Lucas Niang, but I, like, he's coming off an injury. I don't know what you can do there. Uh, Jake, I want to know. I want to know a guy that stood out to you here. You know, we've talked about a couple wide receivers, tackles, uh, or a tackle here. Is there anybody? And maybe you can find someone that you, you know, outside of the right wide receiver room that's really impressed you on the offensive side of the combine so far. Well, um, I was gonna say I was gonna give you another receiver. I was gonna say George Pickens has kind of fallen under the like flown under the radar for what he was oh, able to do this week. Pain. Our, our sure. wide receiver one. Um, I mean, what's impressive is he he tore his ACL ten months ago and he, and he ran a sub four five, like that. That's that's. Nuts. I don't think people truly appreciate how bonkers that is. I don't think people truly appreciate how crazy it is that he came back and played this year. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I think uh, people are. And here's a crazy statement: people are catching up on him, which right. is crazy to say about a five star SEC recruit with good tape. Like people are catching up on him. Um, and I mean, just two weeks ago, I think I was talking to someone. I was like, yeah, George Pickens is going to be up there with my number one wide receiver. And like, I think you're crazy for that. And I was like, I, I don't. <laughs> have, you <watched> him? <laughs> have you watched him play? And you have to go back. You do have to go back to the freshman tape to really see the, the special traits. Um, his sophomore year, he did some really crazy stuff too, but um, didn't quite take off like you probably wanted to. Some of that is just playing in Georgia with who he's playing with, but uh, he, he's a special guy, and I just I really have a lot of confidence in him being a good player. But someone's very uh, actually very under the radar that I that I like a lot is the Iowa State tight end Chase Allen. Chase Allen. Okay, uh, not the not the one that everyone's going to talk about, but Chase Allen is a kid that had the second best three cone, uh, which is something that I thought, I thought he moved really well on tape. And I think, I don't know, if, I don't think he's got the long speed necessarily, but that short area quickness for someone that's as big and lanky as he is, I think he's a nice player. And I'm not saying Chase Allen needs to be a top 100 pick or anything, but I think someone's going to get him on day three and they're going to say, heck, we got, we got a really nice football player here in Chase Allen. Um, someone that can be a tight end two or three. Um, can give you a little bit of juice in the passing game, can give you a little bit of juice in the in the run blocking game, pass blocking game, and give you a hell of a lot of juice on special teams. So he's a guy that I just uh, – when I was watching 
the other Iowa State tight end. And his Charlie name is Kolar. Kolar. Uh, the the other eleven, you know, number eleven is Chase Allen. I'm like, who's this? I kept thinking it was Kolar, and I was like, who, who is this <laughs> other guy? And so it was Chase Allen. I looked him up, and I was like, is he draft eligible? Is he in any All Star games? And I was like, oh, he's okay. He's invited to the combine, um, so the NFL knows about him too. But I feel like he's someone that just nobody is talking about right now. And I think he went out and actually showed that he's an NFL athlete, and I think he's a guy that can have a a nice career in the NFL. No, for sure. Uh, it, and I mean, Terry Allen's it's that's Terry Allen's uh, son, by the way, former Kansas coach, uh, oh, Terry Allen. I believe he's the Northern Iowa coach as well. So, um, you know, a guy that I, 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 I Maddie, I want to kind of hear your take on this because like I it's it, it's pretty funny uh, seeing this guy perform the way he has. Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State. I have a pretty high grade on him, but I really didn't have high regard for his athletic profile. Uh, as I was grading him, so like I don't think I graded him particularly high as an as an athlete, but I really liked a lot of the other traits he presented, and he is having himself a week here at the NFL Combine. He's putting together an outstanding uh, NFL Combine, especially for a guy his size, four three nine forty. It looks like for Brees Hall, which is just bonkers. Uh, is I, that might even be an official number now, which is. Oh my goodness. I think is it that, is. We have an official we have an official 40 time of a 439 for Breeze Hall. Goodness gracious. Uh this man has helped him out himself out significantly, Maddie. Well, okay, hold on. Okay, we're gonna talk about him, but uh I also just see the official times for running backs. Our guy, Azai I uh, whew, Isaiah Pacheco, 437 official. That his official time dropped almost a tenth of a second because he was at four four seven. It's now at four three seven. So either we're dealing What's with going on. Either we're What's dealing going on with these times with some crazy, crazy. Pierre Strong, list. Isaiah Pacheco, both of them. Pierre Strong, the running back out of South Dakota State. Isaiah Pacheco, the running back out of Rutgers. Both are official four three sevens now. That's crazy. So, yeah, Pacheco's the guy that I love. We'll talk about him at a later date. But uh, yeah, Brees Hall. Listen. Brees Hall and Zamir White out of Georgia didn't quite have the same level of a performance as Brees Hall, but still an excellent athletic performance by him too. Two guys that I had pegged as not athletic running backs. Good, strong, physical runners. They showed some traits you really liked as running backs, but like I don't know if it's the patience they move with. I don't know if it's because they're so fluid that they lack what looks like burst or acceleration, but Brees Hall... Zamir White, these are two guys that I do not think in any way, shape, or form show that athletic on the football field. I don't think they run away from guys. They don't make guys miss. Like, I get it. Brees Hall's a good player. But when I watched him, all I could see was a not-as-good David Montgomery. And I think everybody's kind of seen how he's played out in the NFL. Very good player without... What Jake talked about at the beginning, he doesn't have didn't have a dominant trait, a dominant athletic trait to fall back on. I put Brees Hall in the same, bu- same bucket. Apparently not. Brees Hall's got elite speed. And elite explosive testing. So, like, if you're looking for a number on a running back one in this class, like Kenneth Walker had a pretty good day too, but Brees Hall was bigger, more athletic. He's had a ton of production. Brees Hall has a good case for running back one now. And I don't want to overreact to athleticism. I just think when you see a guy that performs this well, you have to take it into consideration. And interestingly enough, I'm not sure that the athletic testing really I don't I I don't know if it always translates the athletic testing. Uh, but it definitely, I mean, it, it doesn't always look like it, but man, like, I think you got to go back and look at some things a little bit differently now because 
He has shown the athletic profile. A shout out to Eric Galco in the Shrine Bowl because the top three running backs on 40 times all went to the Shrine Bowl. Isaiah Pacheco uh, out of Rutgers, Pierre Strong uh, out of South Dakota State, and Ty Chandler out of North Carolina. All three of those guys went to the East-West Shrine Bowl. Mercy. Uh, the, the running backs were kind of flying. They had, they had six running backs in this in the combine that ran sub four, four and Brees Hall uh, was one of them. Kenneth Walker, also one of them too. Very impressive. Uh, okay. Week. So every running back's time is getting cut down. Are we about to see Kyron Williams drop to like a four, five, five? And I don't, like, maybe, maybe bring himself back from, from the dead. He's healed. He's alive. I don't know. We're going to have to find undertaker dot GIF rising <laughs> from the the casket. Uh, live uh, on this podcast <laughs> just the gift just we'll just we're gonna play it um okay anybody else maddie that you want to get uh you know talk about here before we get out of here yeah let's let's do the flip side we talked about a lot of guys we liked and i so, i want to also shout out jelani woods tied in out of virginia we've talked about him enough on this podcast but i've been mean, running goal. a 461 shrine yeah another shrine guy cool. running a 461 of that size is ridiculous um, let's let's go with the guy that maybe I was a little a little disappointed in what they've done so far. Like it gets kind of hard to pick some guys, but David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue, mm. not not the best showing. And like when I watched him, I didn't necessarily think that he was having you know that he was the best athlete on the field. That's not why I liked him. That's not why I liked his game. It was the route running. It was like the my ball mentality. But just the performance was really really bad. He came out ran a four six five and the forty yard dash vertical at 33 inches you can live with that but then a broad jump of only one 118 it's just it's not a good athletic profile to put on a receiver so now you're going to have separation questions you're going to have a guy that doesn't technically play above the rim when you're just asking him jump in shorts there's not a lot of deep speed you have a hard time slotting a player that doesn't have that has this kind of testing going forward to the nfl uh maddie zamir white is now a 4 4 40 uh, yeah, so everyone's you know. dropping like crazy. It's a here, I will guessed. tell you this. No, uh, Kyron Williams' grade uh, or his 40 time has been adjusted, and he Uh-oh. is now last in the running back room with a 4.65 40-yard dash. Still not great. Still last in the class. Still very disappointing. I think that's a guy that really didn't help himself particularly much. Uh, Jake, do you have anybody that you really wanted to kind of talk about, uh, negatively, positively that, you know, helped or hurt themselves uh, on the offensive side, man, David Bell is, is the guy like, I don't matter. You just talked about him, but it's, I'll just say the questions you had for him were athleticism, athleticism, and you do not like the answers that we got this weekend because <laughs> they're not good. Um, someone that disappointed me a little bit is Traylon Burks, honestly. And I think, yeah. <clears throat> And, you know, it is interesting because I I still like his game. I still think he could be a good player in the NFL. And I never want to be that guy that says someone's going to suck just because they they didn't test well. Uh, But, man, I think we just were lied to about him a little bit. And I think that makes what that's kind of what makes it sting a little bit more. All all we heard was alien freak five X. The the hand size thing was even weird. Right. Like totally like he's wears a four XL glove and he's just like. Didn't even break ten. Are they just? Does he just have sausage fingers? Like what? Like are they fat? <laughs> like I like I, because his hands, if they're not big in the way that we thought they would be. And then his jump wasn't great. His forty was fine. His forty actually was pretty good. You know, for actually for how big he is. Um, and then the agilities were terrible. But we and I guess if we're gonna throw the agilities out for everyone, we kind of have to throw them out for him too. 
But I mean, he's looking at like a he was a seven two eight three cone. And if you're a receiver, you kind of want to be at that seven and below type type deal. So even if that time is off, even if it's bad, how much better is it going to get? If you take, you know, two tenths of a second off that, it's still seven point oh eight. It's still seven oh eight, and like that's not great either. And so I, I did you know, see that just stuff someone, is interesting. I think someone just said Zion Johnson's three cone was very close to Traylon Burks. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, it's and it's not it's not good. It's not a good look. I know. I will say for Traylon, like that's not his game. It's he's not he's never like a short area quickness type guy. That's not really how he wins. But for a guy that doesn't run routes, I mean, let's be clear about that. He doesn't really run routes at Arkansas to come out and then not be a freak type athlete. Like, I think the question of like, okay, so like, what does he do? I think that's fair. I think it's fair to ask that question and to start having that concern about like, okay, what do we do with this guy then? Because I think the number one thing with receivers and the number one thing, like the more and more that I do this is I don't want to have to think that hard about how you get open. You know, like it shouldn't have to be a hard thought process. Like how do you get open? You separate, you're a good route runner. You've got the foot speed, you got the hands. Like, I mean, all that stuff is great, but when you don't have that stuff and you guys start talking to me about like, well, if they, you can do this with them. You can do that with them. It's like, well, can I just line them up on the outside and have them run a, an NFL route tree and have them be open? No. Oh, okay. Why am I taking this guy top 15 then? It's fair. For it's what it's fair. worth, two offensive linemen had faster three cone times than Traylon Burks. Trevor <laughs> Penning out of Northern Iowa. Oh, I was going to guess. Yeah. And big Abraham Lucas, who we've already talked about from Washington State. Abraham Lucas, wide receiver. Uh, I, that's that it, it's you know it's not the end all be all it's just like you know because we've seen dk Metcalf metcalf struggle yeah, with this but it's different yep. it's different they're different players okay they're there's also different, different realms of speed too yeah that okay. too like there's just there's a lot the the, the the comps don't exist there and i you know i think there's been some talk that they could but they don't all right that is going to do it for the kcsn draft show thank you so much for listening thanks to jake stack for coming and hanging out with this we'll catch you later Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.